everyone. Welcome back to the It's So Weird podcast. My name is Christy and my lovely co-host is Marcy. And today we are continuing our discussion on labels and how we label ourselves and others. Hope you enjoy the discussion. And we're back, kids. We've had some coffee. We actually Uh, didn't have coffee. We didn't. We had water. I didn't even have have a snack. Uh, we w- we just watched the intro to Final Fantasy fourteen, which really confused me, <laughs> because if it's the Final Fantasy, are you sure for fourteen See, is enough? And that's where you're not a gamer. I am not a gamer. That is not a label that you could put on me. I am and, not a and gamer. And it can be used. I've heard it used as a derogatory comment. Those gamers. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that gamers just sit around all day long. In their mom's and, basement. Right. In their mom's basement. <laughs> why, why the basement? Why the creepy basement? Why is everything creepy and it always... Why isn't it the okay, creepy Okay, that was bedroom? my experience. I mean, when I uh, was high school, college, if there was a gamer dude that was in my circle of friends, he most likely had a bedroom in the regular part of the house and then eventually moved to the basement. He chose... His box. But we can fetish, fetish, say it for me. (laughs) Fetishize, fetishize. (laughs) Now, neither one of us can say it. We can fantasize about about a fetish. About the gamer girl. Oh, about the gamer girl. Yeah, yeah, those are very popular now. It's it's very, uh, if you're a gamer girl, then it's a different status if you're a gamer guy. I have, I I have been told that I should get on that Twitch. And they always want to know if you're a girl. Mm Mm-hmm. They really do, because I'm a gamer. I love gaming. You are a gamer. You're like a 25-year gamer. I am. Um, I started gaming with Pong and Frogger and Tetris and graduated into pretty much, I think I've played most of the games. Shooter games, Minecraft, you name it. Wow. I mean, your favorite is WoW, right? Uh, Actually, um, I don't have a favorite. That's my problem. I bounce around from game to game to game. I don't tend... I tend to get... Uh, attached to one and then I hate to say it mm-hmm. but that community drives with, you away with the labels with the labels and yep. and just the amount of horse shit that goes on yeah. on on public servers m- multiplayer servers yes. tends to break my heart because <laughs> um, I am such a baby <laughs> I, I have heard that my daughter is also a gamer and um yeah, there's drama that goes on, which I do not understand. Oh. You know, she gets herself all worked up about this yes. guy, this person, not her boyfriend, but just a, a guy friend that plays games with her in Australia. And he seems to be quite a troublemaker. And oh, yeah. various games that she plays, eventually I start hearing about him again. And there he is kind of pushing her buttons. And um, yeah, you know. So the Australians are very passionate people. 
they tend to be passionate gamers. Like they, yeah, they, I think they it's this one up, gamer that that goes from Minecraft to uh, you know the other. It, it's all games. across the board, though. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You, you could be Polish, you could be Swedish, you could be German. I played with them all. I mean, I play on European servers most of the time because I think European it's European servers. <laughs> European. All right, all right. Sorry, schoolgirl mentality. Uh, like 10 year old me <laughs> let us introduce 10 year old marcy to the podcast <laughs> you were making fun of my uh, last podcast where you got uh penetrated multiple penetrated times. all right so we digress once again sorry but the gamer girl yeah. gamers uh yes. that that they're just lazy that they don't exercise which i find uh, unbelievable yeah. that you and maybe it's because they see overweight people and they see them gaming and they think maybe they should stop gaming and get up and maybe it's a lack of balance um so so like in in my in my world runners so when you think when i say the word runner you think of a certain body type you think of a certain um type of person and that oftentimes is is true there are other kinds of runners but when i say runner um you know uh it it tends to make you think of someone that's obsessed with something that doesn't have balance in their life that just you know because runners like to run <laughs> like to run <laughs> and um they they get very addicted to it and so yes. gamers sort of the same thing they like to game and so sometimes they lose balance in their life and they do just sit and drink sodas but then there are plenty of people that um i'm surprised at that are gamers um you know it is somewhat surprising that you're a gamer but you know i'm used to it because you've done it for years but uh you know for people that are you know like i also hear (laughs) i love saying i also hear i don't know where i'm hearing this i don't remember what people said it because usually i don't really really attach myself to it um but and then you you neglect your relationships and that and that's just not true you maybe maybe a gamer neglects but wouldn't they always be neglecting their relationship? Well, whatever that's what I was going to say. Whatever it is, if your hobby becomes an obsession um, and it's not a healthy thing, you engage in it too much and you don't nourish other relationships, then, yeah, it can be running. It can be jacking off. It can be gaming. It can be, you know, whatever. It can be politics. Um or your job. Or your job. Workaholics are oh, constantly workaholic having problems in that their is, relationships. That is not really a term that's ever been applied to me. That's not a label I've ever I've had to wear. I, you are a workaholic. Um, I I am not. I'm I'm an adequate worker. Well, you, you, a, you understand the balance between pleasure wanna, and pain. If, if you want to put a label on me, I would say I'm an adequate worker. <laughs> are you a lazy worker? That that's a good label. I I lazy and I am most definitely a a, a nine to fiver, um, not necessarily at work at night. Even though that that is sort of the routine that I follow, but I very much am, uh, you know, seven eight hours worth of work. That's a plenty. We'll start her again tomorrow. Um, very 
rarely in my life have I been a work 12 or 13 or 15 hours a day. Um, yeah, I used I'm to not do that work, all the time. I'm not a workaholic. But I also liked what I was doing, so it wasn't even... I didn't define it as work. I right. defined it as... I like what I do. I know you do. But it, like seven hours of it's plenty. Right, right. You you find moderation yes. in, in yes. what you really like to do. If that is and, a label... But you have a lot of really like to do, so yeah. you're not a um, workaholic. Gosh, if there was a label you could put on me, it, I, I think it would be a, a, a moderator, a moderation label, a let's do everything in balance. Are you a hard worker? Another no. favorite? No. He's a hard worker. <laughs> I laugh. Um, I tend to find the fastest and easiest way to get the work done. And if that appears to be yeah. a hard worker, then that's how it appears. But it's really... Uh, you just want to go do other things. I do. Right. I do. I do that too. I'd like to ride my bike. Yeah, that's what I, it. Hence, you know, yeah, being in high school, or... I would do all my homework, not at home, because... Are you well, a that's fool? Fu- Are you kidding? That's leisure time. Right. That's- <laughs> you get that shit done at school. school. They give you the homework. Right. You do it in 10 minutes. You, you get an A on it and boom, you're done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Some maybe of us that required more time than that. But you know what? That's what they made the ride to school. <laughs> I didn't ride to school. I know. You were cool. I was the cool kid. I, did. I, I also didn't ride the bus. No. I, you know, I always found and. I don't know, maybe this is weird, but I always found school buses to be very dirty. Oh, I learned about condoms and beer and sex um, on my uh, way to my elementary school. Yeah. So... Um, As soon as I could could stop riding the bus, I did stop riding the bus. What I find interesting is my kids really enjoyed riding the bus, even after they got their license. But the bus rides are so different. Everybody's got their earbuds in now. Right. It's, They're it's in very a subdued. Um, you know, it's just quiet time. Um, it's a quiet commute versus the um, chaos that went on on my school bus with flying bras and water balloons and cans of beer. Right. And I found during that environment, the, the most labels uh, were created in my childhood. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was terrible, terrible things people would say to each other. Grade schoolers and uh, middle schoolers, but I, yeah, were terrible. I, I thought that would be over. But as we have graduated into adulthood, supposedly, um, I see that going on with politics. It's, oh. it's like I'm watching a school bus oh, full of... People labeling each other, and I'm not even talking about the politicians. Let's set them aside altogether. Right? Like, no, this is these, these are our colleagues, our comrades, right. our friends, um, comrade in arms. Com- yeah, it is very frustrating um, because we live in a red state. We live in a state yep. that is primarily a Republican state. Um, as, as far well, and I don't know if that's true or if that's just gerrymandering. I tend to think it's gerrymandering and peer pressure. Um, but yeah, uh, you and I get what labeled. What do you mean by gerrymandering? Um, I mean that the politicians voted themselves in and then changed the lines okay. so that they could make the state redder. It. That's what I think. And if you want to look into that, you should. Yes, but so I, I have nothing for you to look at because this is not a podcast of facts and figures. This is a podcast of, of Christy and I talking about ideas and whatever 
whatever happens to float through my head. Um, so, but do look that up because that, that is something that's, that's happening. Um, but yeah, so lots of people call us liberals. Um, I get called liberal frequently. And then if I try to have a discussion, um, about something that's going on, I'm not super interested in national politics. I'm somewhat interested in local politics, but oftentimes the conversation gets shut down because, ah, Marcy, you're just a liberal. And dirty dirty word i know and it's simply not uh entirely true i mean i i am liberal um with salt and i am uh liberal with my kindness and love and i know (laughs) (laughs) now you're cracking me up I've been called liberal and, and I'm not a liberal at all. And, and and yeah, but the way that they mean it is that uh, I somehow think that the bums don't have to work and that we shouldn't have any guns and that you should be able to get an abortion until you're, you know, on the delivery table. And those simply aren't all true statements. Those aren't true things that I believe. I think that we, you know, should have guns and I think that the bums should work. And we should all pay taxes, but not too much. Like, could we all just pay the same amount? Um, that That's hard to work across. I know it is. That's a very complicated I economic. know it is, and it frustrates me. It that's, is very frustrating. But anyway, you know, it's it's. Um, I feel like liberal is an unfair label. And, um, you know, I don't call people that even, even folks that, you know, um, have... Oh, I don't even want to say it. Um, but, you know, uh, um, uh, Trump uh, accessories, flags, stickers, yeah, T-shirts, those that. kind of things. Well, I don't even say insulting, demeaning things about their political party, even though care. they're wearing it right on their shirt, because I recognize that underneath that shirt is an actual beating heart underneath that magma hat is an actual gray matter brain and there's a person in there. And so I want to connect and relate with the person, not the label. And that's where it sucks right now. It does because yeah. people are, are unfriending each other. I know. But in robes based on ideologies that I'm not even sure they understand or have educated themselves on. And even if they had, uh, well, where are they getting of- the education? Because you know, but, but what kind of discussion ha- can you have? I mean, right. then, then you say it's my way or the highway. So, right. well, there's it's not a discussion. It's a bumper sticker. It is, it is just a spewing out of one liners, sarcastic T-shirts and bumper stickers instead of really laying out the issues of why do you feel this way about health care? Why don't you think everyone deserves health care? And, um, you know, because I can certainly explain to you why I think that everyone deserves a basic amount of health care. Um, I understand that, you know, if you have more dinero to put towards your health care, by all means do it. But I think that leaving 30 million people out there without any health care just creates problems for all of us because eventually we do end up paying for it because they get sick and go to the emergency room, which is the most expensive healthcare you can get. And usually um, not very good. No, well, because long, they long term, be. they can't follow up on it. Well, not where only if we that, all but had, they only have t- literally three or four hours to deal with your issue, and then you and get then you shipped move off on. to somebody yeah. else. So, yeah. uh, it, it, that, so th- that is a label that's frustrating, is the liberal 
um, sort of label because it's inaccurate and yeah, it keeps us from having actual conversation. Either way, you slap, oh, he's a conservative, oh, he's a liberal, or she's a liberal, or oh, she's yeah. a conservative, and, and almost always the conversation that gets shut down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And either you've made a statement and your friend thinks, well, possible, and this hasn't happened to me, so I can't speak from experience, I can only speak anecdotally for other people, that once they make that statement, then suddenly they've become the enemy. Oh, the, the friend enemy flip flop that is going on. It's like, does anybody have any loyalty anymore? <laughs> do, do they not? Do they just forget the last 10 years you spoke yeah. to that person? And yeah. then suddenly they're a demon in your right. eyes because they decided to vote right. for Trump. So or then they I decided have a, to I have vote a, for Biden or. Yeah. Yeah, come on, guys. That's, that's, uh, come on, guys. See, there's a Biden thing. Come on, guys. And I get it. I get it why he says it. Uh, but he's not saying it for good motivations. Um, but I am saying we all need, need to think to need to calm and, down a little yep. bit. Uh, if you do disagree with your friend about their political leanings, maybe you get should some, have a discussion. Right, get some coffee. Um, <laughs> get some don't, coffee. Don't, you're don't, pushing don't post coffee. <laughs> articles on my Facebook page that um, yeah. just back up your point of view and then not say anything about it. Not say, this is what we were talking about earlier and this is oh, why I, I think this. I got myself this. in trouble and, with Facebook and, so much because I, I would respond and basically, all they wanted to hear was a thumbs well, up. And that's good. Comment. My response to those kind of things are, that's interesting. Do you want to get a cup of coffee and talk about this? And yeah, I guess I really am on the coffee bandwagon today. You are. But, but yeah, that's, that's what my response is. And no one has bought me a cup of coffee yet. I just find that I, I start censoring myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point of where I just won't give you my opinion. So you disengage. I just disengage because yeah. I don't see that they I think really a lot want of to have a conversation. Right. And then and then you're just sad about it. I just am sad because then I Well, I think that's why people feel lonely because <sighs> they're they're self-censoring, they're disengaging. They don't want to talk about certain topics because uh, you and I both agreed that we would not talk about labels of, of culture and race because mm-hmm. it's such a hot topic. It and, is. And I feel resentful because, I, although, you know, I, I'm a white woman and obviously uh, we're very unpopular right now. And that's fine. I don't care. I feel like I'm super popular. Either way, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's going to pass. Right. I can't help. I was born a white right. woman. If I'd had my choice, boy, if well, I was at the well, lottery my, my there. My thought on this is I live in a very vanilla culture um, and I can't speak intelligently enough about race to um, add anything to the conversation is how I feel about it. I feel like I would just be making things worse, even though my intention might be good. So and and I sort of feel that way. Um, it's it's like quicksand. Yeah, it is. It because is. of your, like I say, said in the, the starting statement, because of your formative years, you literally, and I think I'm using the word right, uh, Do you mean don't the have literally? the information. Right. I don't have the information. And, I don't and have the you experience. you haven't been subjected to that information. Correct. You're, Correct. There's and no so, forum so that you can. So at this moment in, in my life about um, race um, is... 
I'm really trying to listen and be mindful and, um, you know, uh, learn. I'm just eating versus, up all the podcasts and I love it. I know that you've we have, just been like eating it. Up. I just love it because you actually get to hear people talk about this, yeah. that they come from the background or culture that they're in and, and they're having conversations I would never be able to have with them just because. Well, you'd never have the opportunity. Well, unless I move and really make an effort mm-hmm. to be in a, which is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very expensive to live in an ethnically diverse community. It, it's usually a large city. Mm-hmm. Or well, it's also, on the East Coast I mean, or West Coast. I mean, we're in the middle of. Right. And, and our experience has been very vanilla. And at, you know, 45 and 50 years old to change that experience. Uh, oh, I could change it. I just can't you, afford to live in the place. Well, you could would... change it, but, uh, you know, uh, would you, would. Hmm. Yeah, it's a hard would we one. Be, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, uh, like would, would other cultures about... embrace us? Like, sometimes I wonder if I just showed up down in the Amish community, if they would accept no, me. No, they'd tell you, get the fuck out. Well, I mean, you're it's English. true. It's true. They I'm call not, you English. It's true. I'm not a very hard worker. No, no, but no, I no, do no. really enjoy their breads and pies. No, it, yeah, but you're and, English. And, That's I, what they and I think I do you. have something I could contribute. I don't know what. No, you have nothing that I they don't, want. I don't think Nobody I has anything they want unless you're born into that community. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. Uh, it, they don't like it or not. You're everyone that's not in their community is called English. I did not know that. That's a derogatory term oh. for non-Amish. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. It's a beautiful. Even they have it. Like uh, the even they have labels. <laughs> yeah. Even the most simplistic lifestyle seems so holy, and you know they're not adding to the supposed footprint of of the environment. Uh, you know, the, yeah, they, they even have still have a huge set of labels for outsiders. I would be curious to know about their labels. I, I it's well, I wanted to, I wanted to study Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the sand painting. I love uh, the spiritual culture behind mm-hmm. it, but I could not do that in the nineties because right. I was a white woman. Yep, and to be honest with you, I understand it. That's the last person that they yeah. wanted to be sharing their culture with was another white person. I know. And specifically a white female. And we are so obnoxious. We want to make everybody uh, share our culture. I, yeah, know? I guess. Yeah. I mean, we, we do, you we, know. We love it. Come have a latte with me. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Here. Here's a pamphlet. <laughs> I just oh, got a book the other oh, day from the a- Later Day Saints. Oh, goodness. It's uh, been it's a minute. Published. It's been a minute since I've had something like that. Oh, <laughs> I just treasure it. It's in my bedroom right now. I'm going to read Are it. Are you reading it? Absolutely. Good. Good. Because uh, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't be able to walk into their culture and say, so. What's up? <laughs> tell me, tell me what you're all this. about. What say you to this? <laughs> <laughs> it, you just can't do that. You can't cherry pick people just because you want to learn their culture. No. It's not you. fair. It's and it's kind of rude. And it's obnoxious. called anthropology. It is anthropology, <laughs> and I was an anthropologist. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was an anthropologist, but even so, it's um, you have to create relationships. Yes. And I would have had to move out to New Mexico yeah. or the West. I could not afford to do that. No. Nope. I am not made out of money. I don't come from high wealth. Oh, if you were, every time you took a shit, I would just be right behind you. You would. You'd be picking up that feces. I like money. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like gold. I like money. So when you call me a hippie, you are mistaken. I like money. Yes. Because money turns into shoes. Actually, I am not a liberal and I am not a conservative. I have views of both Mm -hmm. and it's a melting pot. Oh, yours melt? Mine contradict. My melt. Oh, goodness. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of I, I am of many minds about uh, politics and what we should do. And, and that's why I don't make the rules. And I somewhat follow them. I definitely couldn't say that I adhere to all of the laws and the rules. I just somewhat follow. I'm half the time I'm confused as to what a conservative is and what a liberal is. So at this point... I know, they're both good words. You know, conservative, conserve energy, conserve the environment. Liberal, freedom. Oh, I was going to say liberal with salt. No. (laughs) Gosh. What? I like salt. You need salt in case there are demons around or french fries. Well, good, good point. Demonizing people. Another favorite oh, label God. game that we do. If we really want somebody oh. to become unpopular, we demonize oh. them. And, and we'll put it's the... It's awful. We pound them down to the ground. Yeah. Uh, it's a wholehearted, like... That is ego. Witch hunt. That is ego and fear and anger and... But what's the point? I, exactly. I mean, I, I typically try to avoid them, but definitely in the heat of something... And to deal with some meatheads at the gym this week. And I really um, just left because I didn't want to demonize them. But I was really unhappy with their behavior and could make all kinds and unfortunately, of, of, of labels about the their behavior. And they fit the stereotype. They did. They so did. I just went home. I just decided. So why is that? Why do stereotypes? I mean, I dealt with the situation and then I just went home. I, I dealt with the situation in a professional way and then went home and called them meatheads and roid heads and womanizers and jerk faces and douchebags and right, dicks. You, you couldn't stop the... I couldn't. I was real mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was real mad. You were vomiting so derogatory mad. terms. I really was. <laughs> yeah, but, but if we go to the premise today of they're just a human being. They're just a human being trying to work their hustle. That's what they, they were doing. They are trying to work their and, hustle. And, um, and, and during these times, you gotta work uh, you're going to see more work in the hustle than yes. you've ever seen. Yes. Probably yes. in your generational time um, of working that hustle. And, and you know what? We all need to work our hustle. We really do. Like, I think it's important that you have a purpose and that you work that purpose and you get fulfillment out of it. And hopefully you get money to live on out of it. I think that all those things are important, but you need to be mindful of how you go about it and honest. And if you're not honest, I'm going to call you a meathead. I'm not, maybe not to your face, but after I deal with you in a professional way. Um, <laughs> I think the running theme in almost all our podcasts is shut up and think. Goodness, it is. 
And, and honestly, I mean, that's why I'm doing this is so that I can better reflect on things that I've said, things that I've done, things that I think, and, um, and become, then communicate. And become a better person, and a then better communicate. communicate. I'm not yeah. saying shut up. No, but think. Shut and up, then think, communicate. and then communicate. Yes. Yes. I mean, I. And it goes so much better. It really it does. It really does. I've done it many, if many times. If you do not speak from a place of fear or ego or anger. Well, you're always going to speak from a place of ego. Oh, I try not to. Just just us saying this is a form of I know, like, I know. we're right, you're wrong, <laughs> shut up. a bunch <laughs> of crap. Once again, I remind you, if you're listening to It's So Weird podcast, you are just listening to a bunch of opinions <laughs> that maybe Christy and I'll throw away next week. Oh, I'm more than okay. likely. I'm never attached to my opinions. <laughs> I, I am a flip. I'm a flip. I know up. you are. I'm, I'm Janice based. Uh, You're a flip flopper. Was a god, by You're the way. There, it's traditional in almost every culture yeah. that there's a Janus based god or a deity or an idea, and and there must be merit to it. Well, there. I mean, you should be able to change your mind. Yes, you know. That's, I would hope that's so. part of getting out of a label is being able to change your mind, whether you put yourself into a label or someone else puts you into a label or you're putting someone else into a label, you know, being able to change your mind about that label, maybe what it means, whether it applies to them. That's really important. Um, I think that maybe we call that personal growth. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it's a possibility. I'm not really know. sure. I'll have to ask my therapist. I really resent the labels that uh, are created by others and then become part of the social media. Oh, you mean profiting. memes? And not just, I guess they're memes. Are they memes? Is that the, yeah. Memes we could make our own new. memes with the meme generator. We we'll could meme memes, couldn't we? We can do that. We can do that. That'd I just learned about that a couple of days ago. Um, oh, really? oh, oh, no kidding. I'll show you in a little bit. Um, meme Somebody, generator. Yeah. Somebody's already ahead. They're always, always behind. Always, listen, I I gave you a good idea. <laughs> Family heirloom earwax candle. And you can get behind it. I think that the investment in it is really quite minimal. I mean, because. Is there all, any way you can produce more earwax? I think that we probably produce enough. Not if you're going to sell them. We need to. We're not going to sell them. Oh, we're that's gonna, right. Here's I'm, what we're going to do. Such is such a capitalist. Is we're sell, <laughs> no, we're going to sell the tool that sucks the earwax oh, out of your head. So you can generate your own. Yes. Okay, and then that way, you know. Go down to the bottom line first. Yeah, we'll sell you the base model. And then various tips that you can put on it, we can upsell you. So that was my idea. Sounds very complicated. You have to talk to distributors. You have to make a lot of phone calls. I, you know what? I think it'll be worth it in the end. We could be on Shark Tank, and they could invest in us, and maybe we could just sell them the idea. Wow. (laughs) What little world are you living in? I wonder how many fantasies a day you have. (laughs) I do have a lot of business idea fantasies, and. A lot of them are along those lines. Okay, let's talk about the label of bullshitter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gosh, you know what? 
So I do get labeled um, with that or being sarcastic. And I'm sometimes I can be sarcastic. I'm very sarcastic. Yes, you are very sarcastic. Is that a bad thing? No, I think it's hilarious. Um, but um, sometimes I'm being very sincere and everyone believes it to be sarcasm. <laughs> As you laugh. Do you get I know we have, we, um No, I just catch a lot of flack for it of like, you know, Oh, you handled that so well. Like that was so, you were so sarcastic about that. And it's like, no, I wasn't. I was being very genuine. And if you took that as sarcasm, wow. <laughs> I'm disturbed and confused. Like, like you really have some inside anger because that was not sarcasm. That was just me being me. Like, you know, um, Revealing your heart. Yeah. Yes. Revealing my heart. And sometimes people are like, that's just bullshit, Marcy. Or you're just being, you know, you're just joking around. And it's like, no, when I say that I, you know, like last week when um, your man, uh, I arrived here and he knew I'd had kind of a crappy week and he is all dressed up and he's got his kilt on. And the first thing I said was, I really appreciate you doing this for me. Um, you know, because, and he said, I did this all for you because I knew I wanted you to feel good. And I said, I really love that and appreciate that about you. And then he was like, would you stop fucking with me? And I'm, I'm being a hundred percent genuine. <laughs> and then I'm wondering, is he just fucking with me? And oh, he no. just happenstance oh, no. to wear his kilt. Mind loop? <laughs> I did. Insecurity mind loop. Wait a I'm second. Like, is he messing with me? Because I'm not messing with him, but maybe he's messing with me. And um, so, so suspicious. Well, you know, when you question whether I'm being sincere or bullshitting, it makes me go there. I usually just ask, are you being serious? And I say, yes. And then I say, oh. And then okay. we go on. Right. But lots of people will not accept that. <laughs> well, I can only take it at face value. I mean, if you're going to bullshit, I, there's nothing I can do much about that. So either I have to take it at face value or yeah. I say in my head, well, that's that's a yeah a rare piece of bullshit. And, <laughs> and, I, and sometimes I, it is. I guess I do it just I often enough to keep both. you uh, guessing. Yeah, I've been... What's... Even strangers, I've been told I'm too serious all the time. You're pretty serious a lot of times. Right. And I don't think I'm all that serious. I wouldn't describe you as funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) I am highly amusing. You are very amusing and you do have a good sense of humor, but I would not describe you as funny. So I would describe you as a label for you would be intense. Intense. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, or a lot. (laughs) Christy's a lot. (gasps) Women women do get described that way. Yeah. Yes. I I, I don't hear that. uh, Well, most men, you know, we like to say that they're not complicated. Um, I think that they are very complicated. I find I find men to be um, absolutely the men like any other. The men that interest me are complicated and confusing. Um, Some men, you know, maybe they don't reveal themselves enough, you know, for for you to call them complicated. Private. Yes, but um, lots of women, yes. 
you know, a lot. A handful. A handful. I've been called that more than once. Right. Which is derogatory. Really? I think so. Because I think I'm a lot more than a handful, really? too. Really? If you think I'm a handful, then Use to me, hands. you seem like a weak person. That's true. Because if you think this is a handful, then you, you just have wait it. till I get going. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. And I think everybody is but, that way. Yes, everybody's I was a say handful. That thankfully, I'm not always like that because that's exhausting. Oh yeah, for yeah, the hands and for me. Right. You. But quiet time is important. Oh, you know, tone it down. Yeah, you, that's you have my, your quiet moments. You know, I. I'm very antisocial, so maybe I seem intense just because... Because you get out of your box. Yeah. You go out and play with the peoples. Yeah. 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 I find that um, more and more with... with, uh, um, And I get excited. That that I guess um, you might say are antisocial or that just don't do a lot of socializing. I mean... I do a lot of socializing. Yeah, you, you and, do way too much for yeah, my taste. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of... Social uh, butterfly. I, I, I do do a lot of interacting with people. So for me to get like really excited about a social event, uh, it just doesn't really happen. Um, and my behavior doesn't really change. But, um, you know, I, I know... Um, I was dating this guy that didn't really get out a whole lot. Um, he worked a lot and, you know, was, was a private person. And I noticed his, um, he would get really excited about going to see people or do something. I, I think that's and then the it was like this high. It. Yeah. And then like three hours later, the low, we got to go. Yeah. We got to go. Absolutely. And the I can shine is worn off. I can only take so much. Right. Where I'm more of just a steady you know, and I do definitely get to my, um, when it's time, when I see the finish line, when I see the end yeah, of, yeah, of, of talking to people and, and my jammy time or my, um, like when I come up here and do my podcast, I really look forward to the hour and a half drive um, alone in the car. Because <laughs> it's diffusion. Nice. It is. It's it's like a decompression. It is um I it's not autopilot, but it's just the quiet um of my own thoughts and not you know, just it it's a little sometimes it's a little meditation. Um I try to never let it be overthinking whatever it was that we just recorded. I try to just record this. And let it go. Oh, yeah. I, when I hit the stop button, it, it'll be a couple of days before. Because I edit the podcast yes, thank for the you. most part. Because I can't stand to listen yeah, to my Yeah, a lot voice. of people don't like editing their own material. Like, no. they don't go back and listen to it. Mm-mm. And I think it's been the most enlightening part of this whole experience. Is it the made me want to cry. uh painful, mm. uh, my voice. Alone, oh, you just shredded my poor little ego to bits. Mm-hmm. My accent, mm-hmm. um, just everything about it. My thoughts, what I would say, yeah, how I would say it. Um, yeah, hearing myself say what I say, it's like, do I really think that? And if my ego would allow me, I probably should listen to it again and think about it and uh play around with it but sometimes my ego will not let me 
but I still sort of hear the echoes of things that I maybe shouldn't have said or maybe I didn't say well um, on the way home. And I and I, then you start labeling yourself. Yes. Yes. But then I also uh, try to start letting it go. Oh, I, I and, and just go. just work on it. Just Marcy. Do I better. just make do better reminders time. of of how I continually put myself in boxes and I say, this is what you can do. This is what you can do. This is all you can do. This is your set of skills. Yeah, that's you a can't bad learn place. new set of skills because you've invested so much time in this set of skills. Uh. And yeah, those are bad. Those are bad boxes. You need to throw those fucking boxes away. Oh, yeah, away. yeah, yeah. No, no. I do it in what I call mini. Yeah. Mini time, not long term. Yeah. Mini minutes as to, oh, maybe you need to work, you know, on this set of skills a little bit more. You've been focusing too much on this set of skills and, and trying to. And that's a good way to get out of labels. You know, this this whole experience has um i think helped both of us let go of some labels you've uh, acquired some uh tech and recording skills that initially you were not certain that you were gonna... oh i thought it was going to be a train wreck and i and had many really, tears many yes tears. you really did and then um yeah. i am not uh the friendliest with the computer and i feel like i um you know uh, we produced a, a really good looking website and that uh that helped me get out of the box and a sense of pride yeah sense of pride and just yeah um i can conquer that and i I know all these young people are out there like creating a website it's just so easy well it is easy but it's not yes um and if you never had to deal with that technology because you actually were raising kids or well, I wouldn't say I was raising them. I just fed them and washed right, them. Right, right, right. You put their shoes on. You made sure that they were appropriately dressed each day to go to school. It's life. Yeah, I mean, I've doesn't always doesn't always provide you opportunities. I have to always learn new skills. To be honest, I've always farmed the computer stuff out when and where I can, and when I've been forced to have to deal with it because it is my own fear. A little side note, here's why I'm scared of computers. So in grade school, I had a label. And that label was troublemaker. (laughs) Um, I don't know how many times I was paddled, more times than I can remember. (laughs) Um, I don't know how many times I was suspended. Oh, you even got suspended? I was suspended once for kicking the principal. Awesome. Anyway, I was a very, very very um a handful i was a handful of a handful but anyway so in fifth grade something happened our computer got compute our school got computers and i because of my bad behavior was not allowed to touch them in fifth or sixth grade and that set a precedent for me i through middle school and high school and most of college uh tried desperately to avoid computers and still because of that one bad experience yeah because i was two years behind everybody else and i thought there's no way i can catch that up and they're stupid and they're dumb and it really was in a small grade school of like i don't know there was there was maybe 40 
Well, that makes it even worse. Yeah, they all knew that Marcy was the only one that wasn't allowed to touch the computer. Also, they wouldn't let me be cheerleader anymore. Who told you you couldn't touch the computer? The principal. Wow, he should be shot. I kicked him. Rightfully so. I would they have suspended pulled, I me. I probably would have pulled you out of that school. As a mother, I would have been like, oh, honey. Oh, no. This is back in the day. I know. This is back in the day when, when what you did when your kid got in trouble at school, you went to the school and you busted your kid's ass, too. And you My know mom what? didn't do that. Uh, okay, my mom did. And uh, still pretty much does. And and <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you're miserable. I'm sure it's your own damn fault, Marcy. Oh, my gosh. Um, but but yeah, I I kind of I was a, a a lot. I did a lot of things. I think that now today they would have um, medicated me, said that I was um, hyperactive, had oh attention gosh. deficit disorder, no, whatever. But um, really, I was just I feel like quite an imaginative kid and I, I would, a little you know bored. what you were <laughs> a little bored. you were bored was we could go off on a whole tangent i mean we could make a podcast over the various shenanigans that i pulled off in grade school well we um, both do the same because i yeah. got paddled Did I've, you? Been, I've, I've been sent to the principal's office from day one to high school i well, could not I, stay out of the principal's I, office i love that principal i i learned how to stay out in seventh grade i, I but i don't even think i tried and, now, and that you know what speaking to. of labels getting out of that in seventh grade um, was thanks to going to middle school and the new principal saying to me, hey, I know what you did and you don't have to do that here. You don't have to be that person. And I wasn't. Wow. Yeah, I never. Yeah. What? Why would the principal pull you aside anyway? What kind of school did you go to? Public schools in Holy southern crap. Indiana. No, I thought it was a wonderful thing. I needed somebody to say, you know what? You aren't that troublemaker. You oh, aren't that's what that. He was yeah, saying. that's what he said. He said, I know what you okay. did. See, I, I know. totally misunderstood. And you don't have to, story. and you don't have to be that person anymore. You don't have to do that. This is a well, fresh start. Nice. And I was like, yeah, but it even is. For him to pull you aside and ha- even to have to say that, I think that's just ridiculous also. Well, Why not let you just be a kid? Because I was carrying that label with me. Good Lord, you had a mean school. <laughs> That's what I'm talking so, about. So you know what? And that label, that label, kicking that principal stayed with me until, um, I don't know, my son was like five or six and we were at a wedding and I ran into someone that I went to grade school with. And the first thing out of that dude's mouth after having not seen me for 15 or 20 years was, hey, do you remember that time that you kicked the principal? (laughs) And there's my son. And I'm like, I do. And I'm not proud of it. And I'm... Maybe he deserved it. And I was mortified. No, he he didn't. didn't. No, he didn't. Are you sure? I am sure. I am sure. I didn't like the information that he was giving me. It was restricting me. It was making me follow the rules. And I wasn't having it. How about distract you with something that actually would have... Listen, they didn't have tools like that in the 80s, okay? (sighs) (laughs) They had the carrot and they had the stick, and they usually (laughs) used the stick. Yeah, you could beat me all day long. I didn't care if I got whipped. You know, that's the interesting thing about me, too, is you could beat me all day long, and I would just get madder. 
that's the only thing that I, it I did. think it even reinforced my own self-righteous behavior it, it completely did it me too and and it's you know a total what? waste of time I, i'm not saying that beating other kids maybe that works. no sometimes that works everybody's different right. Every, everybody is different and um i don't not know that we beat our I don't children know. anymore like that no no that, that's an old that's old school that is old school we don't do that anymore I mean, at least I don't. I I don't. I I believe, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about this on different podcasts, but I believe the beatings helped me because I was so hard headed sometimes that if Mm. you didn't physically threaten me and and turn my brain. Yeah. Like turn that switch. And beating you turn that switch? Absolutely. Oh no, it just dug me in. It, it depended it depended on the circumstance. No, hundred percent. And still today, if you punch and me in the, the face, that's gonna dig it. me in. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I think physical abuse now, just makes me more resolved, more resolute. It, hitting me now, it it would make a much bigger impact than when I was a child. Of course. Because now things really hurt. <laughs> right. You don't get over those bruises. Like exactly. They really hurt now. It's not I'm like so you were just old. like made of rubber when you were a kid. And like, and that's another label. Mm. Just the fact that you're old. There's nothing you can do about it. But then. Oh, stop talking about it. I tried it. That, that is a label that I really struggle with is, is um, aging. And and it wasn't. I think everybody it w- struggles. With well, it age. wasn't until um, forty five, um, and that hump. Ha- yeah, well, forty six. Half was dead. Like, oh That's my why everybody's goodness. like, "You're, You're half, half dead. dead, not half alive. You're Just half dead. dead." They always want to go for the throat. Yeah. Well, that was a label that I I started to put myself in. Was um, you're half dead. You're single. You have two cats. Um, <laughs> talk about the big label, the cat lady. <laughs> I started going down that road, and um, I really did have to pull myself out of that because <laughs> it was starting to get a little dark, a little bit like, oh, woe is me. Pretty soon I'll just be wearing my bathrobe everywhere and have 18 cats. But um, I put my foot down on the cats, and I do still get dressed before I leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) So not a lot I can do about my age. One last exiting note. Oh, yes. Um, I think it's really important because uh, so many people are on welfare. And I think the derogatory way we treat people who are on welfare is really unfair. They are not making millions of dollars out there, people. So they, that's, they, as you're people saying are, this to me, I'm like thinking they're not dead. I, I never even think along those lines when I interact with people. I don't. I and, but I do hear other people say that. I do. I've hear, heard a hear, ton I know, of. I know people, people but my father just, even said it. My father even talked about people on welfare, and and I was like, Dad, they're. How much money do you think they're making? Like, right. Do, do you you think that they're going to the bank with welfare? Because they're not. No. They literally are living under the poverty line. Right. Like $12,000 a year is not wealthy. 
And you uh, certainly aren't helping them up. <laughs> like your taxes, yes. which isn't really your taxes. It's the taxes that welfare and especially disability is the work you did in your lifetime mm-hmm. reflects the amount that you get back that you get back so if you're a housewife and then you become disabled oh you get virtually nothing you get virtually nothing nothing the bare minimum i think it's like nine hundred dollars a month good luck people out there living off of nine hundred dollars a month to buy a phone costs nine hundred dollars yes for for the elite phones i probably even more than that like fifteen hundred dollars now right so you yeah. can't even buy a phone. Well, you you are right. That's a label that, um, and it's you a, know, sometimes nobody talks about it because nobody wants to say I'm on welfare. They just won't do it because of such a, a dark stigma. cloud yeah. and stigma against it. It's almost like saying I'm a divorcee back in the 1950s or, or now. <laughs> or, or now. <laughs> I still don't like to say it. <laughs> I'm proudly divorced. I know. I'm glad I'm divorced. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, my, you know I know I'm, my ex-husband's glad he's divorced. I am glad that I am divorced. I don't like saying it because it. the next thought that comes to my head is I broke a promise. Right. It's a failure. Thanks. No, I'm saying that's <laughs> that, what people no, but say. That's, it's a failure. That's, that's, well, I don't feel like it was a failure as much. Um, just a poor judgment. I say a lack of knowledge ignorance it's just a lack of knowledge you made a decision at the time that you thought you had all the knowledge to and i didn't right but that's not your fault that's just circumstances yes yes so anyway i digress well, and then the you don't want to make me. me cry on this podcast oh my gosh no I'm it will make cry. me cry no it doesn't it doesn't but it is a label that i don't like to wear i don't i don't like to add, to wear that label i think i but, i'll tell anybody i know yeah, it's a, it's a rite of passage for me. It's a um, not that I'm proud that my marriage failed, so to speak, but I'm also proud well, that I realized it was failing and yes. that I got out of it before we each created an incredible amount of damage emotionally to each other. And, and that's yep, that's the important part. So yep. everybody out there, think about the labels. And I'm not talking about the labels you call other people, but the labels that you or tag the labels on, on yourself. Soup cans, but you should read those. Oh my too. gosh! Stop that. We're not going to talk about food and what we put <laughs> in our bodies. That's a different next podcast. Time. Next time, but yeah, do Love be it. mindful of your labels. Well, I hope you like listening to our discussion on labels and how we put ourselves in boxes, or put others in boxes and speaking of labels like us on facebook listen to us on spotify itunes google play visit our website it's so weird.com also check us out on youtube i play minecraft to our podcast so please like us love us hate us leave some comments have a great day and i hope you had a lovely thanksgiving <laughs>